Hello and welcome to the podcast for the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology. I'm Richard Lane and for the first official issue of TLDE we are delighted to have an interview with Rachel Whitmore who I hope is on the line from California. Are you there Rachel? Yes hi this is Rachel Whitmore from Kaiser Permanente Division of Research in Oakland, California. Rachel, many thanks for talking to Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology. We're going to discuss a paper that you're an author on, and this concerns type 2 diabetes and dementia risk, specifically a dementia risk score that you and your collaborators have produced. Let's sort of jump to jump to the end and then rewind a bit later, if you see what I mean. Tell us about this risk score. What is it and what what is it going to do for patients in the future? So this risk score allows a clinician to evaluate what a 10-year risk of dementia is for a, a patient with type 2 diabetes. And this is a very important health point um, for clinicians that are taking care of patients with type 2 diabetes. This population has a 50% greater risk of getting dementia. So this population is especially vulnerable to dementia, and this risk score allows a clinician to evaluate a number of risk factors and understand what the 10-year risk is for these patients. Well, we'll come to more of that detail in a moment. So, But just rewinding for a moment, up until now then, what was available before in terms of assessing dementia risk among patients with type 2 diabetes? And, and why is it going to be different uh, if, if your risk score is, um, well, let's, let's assume once it is taken up? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Prior to this publication, there have been an, about three or four risk scores that have been published looking at risk for dementia in the general population. And one is a midlife risk score, so that takes into account risk factors in midlife. And the other three were looking at risk factors in late life. But none of these were specific to type 2 diabetes. So what makes this risk score very different is it actually calculates certain characteristics that are specific to type 2 diabetes, such as complications of diabetes or glycemic controls. And it takes these into account and comes up with a 10-year risk of dementia. This population, as I mentioned before, does have a greater risk of getting dementia. And so it's really important to understand what aspects of their diabetes specifically could be associated with a greater risk. Interesting. So why is this research important right now? In other words, what problem were you trying what problem are you trying to address with your research program here? Well, unfortunately, we are in the midst of an epidemic of type 2 diabetes. And if the trends in obesity and overweight do carry on, we could be seeing even more type 2 diabetes. At the same time, care of these patients is also getting better, and these patients are living longer than ever before. But they are at a greater risk of getting certain complications in, in late life, specifically in this case, dementia. And so we really wanted to understand, can we come up with a very simple scoring system that can be done in daily preventative care, so part of a primary care visit, where the treating clinician can very quickly ascertain which patients with type 2 diabetes are at a very high 10-year risk of getting dementia. It's also a really important point to consider because those who might be at greater risk could also have problems with their cognitive function. And so the treating uh, clinician can then have a really nice understanding of which patients should be on the radar for possibly increased attention for medication adherence, how well they're taking care of their diabetes, and if they're having any problems with their, uh, you know, memory. So I think this is a really nice way for clinicians to sort of get a very quick snapshot 
of who they might need to pay closer attention to. How do you see the results of the research evolving in the future? What could be added to the knowledge that you've ascertained through this research program? I think there's a number of things that could happen. One is that I think this is a way to enrich clinical trials and cohort studies. So right now, there's no official dementia prevention program, although there are efforts underway and several different uh, clinical trials going on to try to actually prevent dementia or prevent cognitive impairment. And one of the best ways to do that is to understand when someone is still at a subclinical level if they are at a higher risk for dementia. So this risk score allows one to enrich study cohorts and clinical trials with populations of people who appear cognitively normal but are at a greater 10-year risk of getting dementia. So it sort of helps in the, in the field overall. With diabetes specifically, since we know that this group is at a greater risk of getting dementia, there's lots of interesting ideas underway about ways that you could possibly prevent the risk of getting cognitive impairment or dementia, maybe through treating or controlling their diabetes in a, a uh, different way. And what this risk score does is it allows I- identification of those high-risk patients to place them in future clinical trials. Thank you very much. And, and finally, limitations. There are always limitations, we know, for various reasons with research programs. Were there any areas that you, you weren't able to address in this research program or putting it another way? What future plans do you have for, for continuing this work? Right. That's a great question. So this is a very large study. In our cohort, it was almost 30,000 patients with type 2 diabetes. So that was, you know, a great asset. And we were able to look at these complications of diabetes and how they factor into a 10-year risk of getting dementia. At the same token, we weren't able to look at the cognitive function or brain imaging in this cohort. And this is something we would like to do on a subsample of our group in the future. So now we know which people have a 10-year elevated risk of getting dementia. The next question is, is their cognitive function any different at this point, 10 years prior? Does their brain look different? And so this is really future work where we want to sort of hone, hone in and really look at a more granular uh, level what are some of the correlates of brain aging in this sort of at-risk population that's part of the population of those with type 2 diabetes. Great. Well, 